Welcome to Godable, a daily reading of holy texts known in the Unificationist community as Hundoke. Today we are reading from the Pyeonghwa Gyeong. Pyeonghwa Gyeong, Book 9 The Role of Nations in Realizing World Peace. Speech 17 Let us perfect the peace kingdom through the peace UN. October 15, 2003, Little Angels Performing Arts Center, Seoul, Korea, Inaugural Assembly of the Korean Headquarters of the Interreligious and International Peace Council. Respected and distinguished guests, wherever we look today, ahead or behind, left or right, to the east or west, south or north, we see hopelessness coming from war and disease, racial conflict, religious struggle, and immorality and corruption. The more than 200 countries, large and small, scattered throughout five oceans and six continents, are struggling against each other. Which among them can possibly solve the problems humanity faces today? What has become of the United Nations, which set out some 50 years ago to be a model for peaceful world governance? It has become a den of selfishness enslaved in political power, relationships, and the frantic pursuit of self-interest. It has become so crippled that it can no longer take even one step forward. It can bring about neither world peace nor solutions nor hope in response to the totally unpredictable situations confronting the world today. Ladies and gentlemen, as I stand here today, my heart is filled with excitement and inspiration. Let us all first give thanks to God. A new day of hope is dawning for humanity, the dawning of God's kingdom of Chanilguk, through which His grace and love will shine on the entire world is being announced with a great shout that is shaking the earth to its core. Today, I would like to convey to you God's word for all people living in this age. The title is, Let Us Perfect the Peace Kingdom Through the Peace UN. Humanity at the Crossroads of Good and Evil More than six billion people are living in the world today, yet no one has clear knowledge about humanity's origin. To this day, the process by which our history had proceeded is unclear. Whether it was good or bad, we do not know. Because the origin and process are unclear, the future is unclear as well. This is a reason we see continuous disorder and confusion in the world today. If human beings had found the correct path in the beginning, we would have traveled on a direct path to the kingdom of God on earth and in heaven without any confusion or disorder. After losing sight of this path as a result of the fall, our fate has been one of drifting down the river of history. At times we have been good, and at other times evil. At times we have risen, and at other times we have declined. Why would people who had been following the way of goodness suddenly turn onto a downward path? We did not want to go downward, but we went down nonetheless. This is the problem. We wanted to continue on the path of goodness, yet we left that path. Why did we decline? The answer is simple. When our lives violate the absolute fundamental principles of goodness, we will deteriorate. What does this mean? It indicates that there is an intersection of good and evil. All kings and presidents in this world live without any awareness of when the fortune of their sovereignty will rise or fall. They want things to be good forever, but any sovereignty that is not in harmony with or aligned with the standard of true goodness will certainly be defeated or perish. Who, then, is in charge of good and evil? We know that even the most powerful royal dynasty cannot control the influence of good and evil by its own authority. No sovereign, on his or her own, can dictate the practice of good or evil according to his or her wishes. 
we cannot deny that good and evil are determined by an unseen power somewhere in the background. Each nation has its laws. Laws exist to establish a standard of goodness, and nations establish a constitution for the purpose of safeguarding goodness. They do not establish laws for the purpose of destroying goodness. That is why people who break laws are sent to prison. The problem, though, is that in any given country, the temperament of the sovereign can lead to an incorrect application of the standard of goodness. This is the reason humanity to this day continues to languish at the crossroads of two paths, with one path leading to prosperity and the other to ruin. The universe protects united subject and object partners. People were created with a dual structure. The mind is created to be a plus or subject partner, and the body a minus or object partner. Mind and body were originally intended to form a unified being, but because of the fall of our first ancestors, this did not happen. Instead, the body attempted to take the position of another plus, and this brought each person into a state of internal contradiction, with the mind standing on the side of heaven and the body standing on the side of Satan. In effect, Satan conquered the human body. Through the fall, Satan took over the bond of love and connected humanity to his lineage as people multiplied themselves. This is the problem. This struggle between mind and body has become a chronic ailment more terrible than cancer or AIDS. That is why we must, no matter what the cost, push the body back into the obedient, object-partner position. By the law of the universe, poles with like charges repel each other. But when a subject-partner and object-partner harmonize as a pair and form complete oneness, they receive heavenly fortune, and the universe automatically protects them. An absolute subject partner gives rise to an absolute object partner. Where there is an absolute subject partner, an absolute object partner will come into being. This can be seen in the course of my life. America and the entire world opposed me, but since I received heaven's command, I have lived my life as the absolute subject partner. The side that struck me, the absolute plus, became a minus and was absorbed. This is because the universe protects anyone who receives opposition while on the side of goodness. It is because I knew this principle with certainty that I was able to fight and win in struggles involving individuals, nations, and the world. We see in history that God always proceeded in the direction consistent with fundamental principles, that is, toward the purpose of true love, and that the devil has used force to oppose this. Thus he established himself as an unprincipled enemy force. Satan struck the first blow by causing our original ancestors to fall, and with this as his starting point, he came to control families, tribes, nations, and the world. Prevented from entering the kingdom of heaven, Adam and Eve, humanity's first ancestors, became the first people to enter hell. Please understand that after the fall, the created world immediately was occupied as Satan's realm. What then is the devil? He is a being who takes God's people, makes them his own, and controls them. He is a shameless criminal who kidnapped a child, convinced the child that he was its father, and then claimed to have legitimate ownership of the child. Today, he is worried that his sins will be exposed and that he will lose everything, so he is blocking the way that God, the original creator, has to go, blocking the liberation of God and humanity. He has occupied the body of each of us and has completely spoiled love which is of central importance to God as his primary ideal. The free sex that you see in the world today evidences the problem. The devil first creates confusion on the path of love and then tempts people to act against their conscience. 
These are two of Satan's tactics. Ladies and gentlemen, free sex is Satan's trap. People in the world work to gain wealth, and then those very riches lead them to fall into the trap Satan dug for them. They briefly enjoy sensual pleasures as they are dying. To establish his line of defense, Satan gives material blessings to evil people so that they can never escape from the quagmire of moral decadence. You need to understand that alcohol, tobacco, drugs, and free sex are Satan's four main weapons. Satan uses these to put people into a stupor of carnal satisfaction, and then he has them board the train to hell. I teach people how to leave this tragic parade toward hell, become true people who are not accused by their own conscience, and return to a life of true love. I teach the only way they can bring their mind and body together and board the train for heaven. Despite indescribable opposition and persecution, I have lived my life of more than 80 years to realize peace through the recovery of true love. I have walked the path of sacrifice, at times at the risk of death. I have never faltered, not even for a moment. Even when Satan threatened to kill me, I maintained an absolute plus position and overcame everything. This allowed the absolute minus to come into orbit naturally. Simply put, it has been a life of following the original and fundamental principles of creation. Tune in tomorrow for the continuation of this speech on Let Us Perfect the Peace Kingdom Through the Peace UN. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Godable. Godable is brought to you by the National Victory Fund and support from listeners like you. To donate, visit godable.org. Thank you.